decent. What the fuck? Holy fuck. This is fucking unbelievable. Is that real? You're goddamn right it's real. Is that a real fucking crayon? Holy shit. Look at this. Oh my fuck. Full pack. That's a real fucking crayon? That's a real crayon. Holy fuck. Fucking rock. Look, it's here. not just for kids. <laughs> And welcome, heathens and degenerates, to a pop-up special promo edition of your fucking favorite podcast. Yes, it is time to take a step in to Satanic Study Hall. Get out your pencils, get out your paper, get out your composition books, and let's get our fucking learn on. What's up, everybody? Uh, not too much. I'm really excited. We have a guest with us. Um and it is a um, fellow artist, so I'm really excited. I've wanted to have him on the show since I found out about this little endeavor that he's, um, you know, taken upon himself. So I am, I couldn't be more ready to nerd out today, Bill. <laughs> Fucking right. And uh, what about you, Sean? You excited for this or what? I'm psyched, man. I've, I've really enjoyed your artwork, Jason. It's, it's fucking brilliant, to be honest with you, man. I love it. Sean, I might blush, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> this, this is Veronica. Thank you. My goodness. Wow. And yes, we have uh, Jason Lennox, um, an illustrator who specializes in penciling, India ink rendering, and sequential artwork. We'll do the formal bio in just a few minutes. But Jason, yes, it's great to have you in study hall. Um, Jason's work with the satanic coloring book. And if you are on really any facet of social media and follow some of the, um, the more popular accounts, you've definitely seen some of these posts and some of the, uh, the Kickstarter campaign shares that have been out there, um, for volume one and two of Jason's satanic coloring book. So that is why we are here. We are here to talk about that awesome project. Um, and one thing to keep in mind too, if you've been listening to the podcast or you are familiar with what we do and what we cover here in class, we are very art driven. Um, whether it was Johnny as a musician, Veronica runs the art room, uh, Mr. Happy Cat, Sean here and graphic designer extraordinaire. He's got his hands in tons of projects. Um, I'm not much of an artist. I'm good at drawing. I'm, I'm good behind the computer. I guess that's my art. Uh, editing you're the and production artist. What are you talking editing. about? Yeah, I, I'm great with Photoshop. <laughs> you're really selling yourself short. You're, you're literally putting this whole fucking thing together. What are you talking about? Producer I'm, extraordinaire. But yes, I do wish, and I wish I had spent more time picking up some more, because I find it, and we'll talk about it later in the episode, I find drawing, sketching very therapeutic. And we're going to talk a little bit about that when we talk about, you know, the concept of adult coloring books and all of that. But um, overall, so like I was mentioning before, we're very art artistically driven uh, members of our goat farm communities on Facebook and discord. And like I just mentioned, this rotating bench of degenerate Satanists that we have um, very heavily inspired um, and motivated by art. So that is one of the reasons why we're doing this today. Another reason why we're doing this today is because Veronica wouldn't leave me alone. 
years. It was, and again, it was a great concept. I've got Absolutely. crazy busy this time of year with the kids and new career and everything. So I'm really excited that, um, you know, the team steps up with these ideas and topics makes my life a lot easier. So yeah, Veronica saw this post and the minute it came up, boom, talking about it at one of our meetings. And then the next day, Hey, have you reached out to Jason yet? And I didn't. And then the next time, did you read it out to Jason yet, Bill? And I hadn't yet. So I'm like, you know what, Veronica, go for it. Then we both got busy as fuck, but here we are. We made it happen. That's what we do in study hall. We call audibles. Um, we cheat on tests and we do the damn thing. But uh, most importantly, we're getting learned. So Moving forward, uh, if this by chance is your first time listening to this podcast, um, which is a good chance of it, because if you follow Jason on social media, maybe you haven't heard of Satanic Study Hall. So I will let you know who we are real quick. Uh, Satanic Study Hall is a podcast that focuses on Satanism. We talk about Satanism from its inception to modern day. We talk about the things Satanists do, or you know what? We talk about the things heathens do, the things heathens like. The places heathens go, and most recently, the food that heathens like to eat. Oh my god! <laughs> We've gone on a couple it's of. Not cr- going to be a food episode. <laughs> no, this this will not be a food episode. Um, Bill, today today the episode is about the art that heathens make. <laughs> yes, this episode is definitely about the art that heathens make. So uh, we talk shit, we learn, we have fun, we try to keep things light. Uh, and educational here. Um, we've got a, a little stuffed baffinet running around nipping at our toes. His name is Belial. Uh, so welcome, Belial. Glad you can make it to class today. Um, but yeah, that's who we are. We talk about Satanism. Um, and like we like to say on a lot of our episodes, we do not claim to be subject matter experts on the topics that we cover. We are researching them and presenting them right around the same time we are delivering them here on our episodes. So if there's fact checkers out there, Fact check us. Shoot us an email at satanicstudyhall at gmail.com. Um, if you want to add something to one of our episodes or have an idea for a continued topic, please do. Uh, we're easy to reach, and you can follow us on social media simply by looking up Satanic Study Hall on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. We try to, we're even on Twitch, even though we don't use it. I have every intention to use it, but life. Yeah, so that's that's who Satanic Study Hall is. Uh and my name is Bill. I am a Satanist. I'm also a member of the Satanic Temple, and I'm really excited to be in class today. Who's next? I am Veronica the Valedictorian. I am heavily aligned with the seven tenets of the Satanic Temple. Hey, I'm Sean, also known as Happy Cat. Um, very much aligned with the seven tenets, uh, but I am a motherfucking heathen to the core. <laughs> I like it. And again, like we mentioned before, we are also joined by Jason. Jason, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm uh, Jason Lennox, uh, known as Lennox Artist on most social medias, and I am a satanic heathen, and I make art, and I am in a line with seven tenants, and I'm ready to get on with study hall, because it's time for school. Let's let's go. That's right, and if we, class, uh, is, in session. class is indeed session. in session. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, we are going to pretty much hit the, the fast forward button and just tear through this. There is a lot to cover in a short period of time, but I will preface this by if you've heard our Baphomet things happen in Philadelphia episode, this will be something relatively similar. That was our first pop-up promotional episode where we highlighted all the cool things that the uh, friends of Philadelphia of the satanic temple, Philadelphia slash love city Satanist group was doing in their final event to obtain congregation status. That went off 
fantastic. They raised $6,666. A big portion of that fund came from our community and our listeners. Uh, so I want to thank everybody who contributed to that. That was beyond expectations, uh, super successful campaign. And I think it was the highest grossing campaign of that type of fundraiser in friends of group history. So fact checkers, if I got that wrong, you know, the fucking email, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Um, um, and without wasting any time, uh, let's get to it. So super formal introduction of introduction of Jason. Now I already realized I pronounced your last name wrong. I said Lennox. It is Lennox. So no, no, you did it right the first time. Go that way. Okay. Sure. Jason Lennox. (laughs) There you go. All right. Good. No harm, no foul. Uh, Jason Lennox is an illustrator. Like I said, he specializes in penciling, India, ink rendering, and sequential artwork. His latest project is the epic sci-fi fantasy adventure, adventure comics, Lords of the Cosmos, the fourth issue will be released in 2021 under the Ugly Studios imprint. That's U-G-L-I Studios imprint. Jason has an extensive print and poster library, and he can often be seen on the National Comic Convention circuit interacting with his fans and sharing his artwork. He is in high demand for his commission pieces and also does freelance artwork. Recently, Jason's work was used in 2021 for the band Dead Animal Assembly Plants, a new logo we're definitely going to be talking about later on. Uh, other mm-hmm. projects of note are Howell Studios' 2019 book, The Devil's Rain Book, All of Them Witches, featured artwork in the SS 2019 fashion line from Virgil Abloh's Milan-based fashion line. In addition to doing the album for, Virg- for Virgil's 2019 vinyl LP release, Turbo 202, and the Satantrix, wow, okay, uh, concept art poster for Seattle-based dominatrix Lady V in 2019. Busy, busy Satanist here. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. In the world of mainstream comic books, Jason's art has also appeared in Dark Horse's King Conan series. The independent comic book scene has seen Jason contribute to Dark Side Media's Lovecraft PI crossover series in 2020 with a wraparound cover based on H.P. Lovecraft's Shadow Over Innsmouth. A graduate. Of, I, just got, I, want, I, want I, I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've definitely gone over some Lovecraft stuff here in study hall. Hell yeah. uh, Jason is a graduate of the Pennsylvania Governor's School for the Arts. And Jason also received extensive classical art training from professional illustrator Elaine Renna of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Jason currently lives near Penn State University and Scenic State College, PA. Not too far from us degenerates here in Delco, Pennsylvania. Um, And he lives there with his wife, Crystal, sons, and their loving pet, Kix the Cat. Ah, Kix the Cat. Kix the Cat. Now, you can check out Jason's website at www.jasonlenox.com. That's Jason, L-E-N-O-X.com. Jason also has an Etsy shop. You can follow him at Lennox Artist on Twitter and Instagram. He's on Facebook as Jason Lennox Illustrator, and he also has a shared deviant art uh, gallery on his bio of his website as well, which is jason-lennox.deviantart.com. Now, there's also one thing that we didn't mention, and that is this new project, Volume 1 and 2, The Satanic Coloring Book. Uh, Really super excited. I had no idea in the initially that... Um, this is kind of this is featuring numerous artists' work and some pretty cool names in the satanic community have signed on to this project and have contributed artwork. So uh, I'm definitely all in. I will be probably buying a couple different copies of these because they will be filling up 
very, very quickly. So once again, welcome to Satanic Study Hall, Jason. I am going to pass the mic to Veronica, and Veronica <laughs> is going to begin our journey into getting to know you just a little bit better. All right. Thank you, Bill. I am, once again, super excited to have you, Jason. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I Thanks think for having me. We'll get back into the project at hand. Um, but first, can you tell us, um, I know that was like an extremely impressive resume. I am blown away. But even thank before you. that resume came to fruition, uh, can you tell us about your artistic background? What makes, like, why are you an image maker? Why did you sit down one day and say, I want to make images. This is what I love doing. Tell me all about it. So I think I'm 46. I have two kids and having two kids ages six and nine, you're around a ton of kids through school. And one of the things that I started to realize is, is that you don't change too much from when you're a little kid. It may not come out till you have more money, more freedom, uh, and you might be older in age, but you'll meet the kid that likes to play with animals. And there's a good chance when you talk to them on their 40, that they're working with animals. You know, uh, the person that likes to be outside might be a park ranger. And if you would have talked to me when I was five or six, all I wanted to do was draw things all the time. That's all I wanted to do. Um, my parents were trying to get me to play musical instruments because they understood that and do other things. And all I wanted to do was draw. That's what I wanted to do. It was like, a, I was like a, a little duck that wanted to be in water. All I wanted to do was draw. Um, I remember wanting to draw and I remember drawing on things I wasn't supposed to. And that's what I wanted to do. Uh, when I was in <laughs> kindergarten, uh, the fellow that was my kindergarten teacher had my mother called in to say that this child has some ability to draw. It's beyond what we can provide at school. He needs private lessons. And that's when I got to meet Elaine when I was a kindergartner and I got put into private lessons every week. A lot of kids were, you know, doing sports and they were doing, uh, you know, music and I was drawing. And at the same time I was obsessed. And this is in the early eighties, late seventies as a little tot. I was obsessed with finding anything that was dark. So it was like finding little scraps of crazy stuff, whether it was like little hard parts in movies. I remember dragon's lair, the animated video game. Oh yeah. I wasn't into Disney movies, but I liked the quality. And then dragon's lair kind of appeared in this kind of weird laser and it was like violent. Yeah. So anything like that, I was just drawn to any little bit or piece that was you know, cutting edge or violent, I would find it. There was when Saturday morning cartoons, I would take notes of the episodes. And I remember liking the episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends where it was like medieval fighting. So any little nugget I could get, you know, getting up at 6 a.m. when I was nine to watch Robotech because they actually killed people on the cartoon. Like, <sighs> Robotech was awesome. I was finding these little nuggets in an analog era with like a, a TV with a UHF knob and no VHS. So, so there was a kind of a parallel obsession with what I'll call dark stuff, right? At the same time, Jason liked to draw, right? So all this stuff has been going on my whole life. Um, you get older, you get more mature, you get better at your skills. Your interests don't change, right? And I'm going to go back to my prior statement. The, the kid that likes opera when he's a kid, you're going to like opera when he's older. You know what I mean? I, I just don't think we change much from who we are more little kids. I got pretty good at art to the point that I got to go to governor school for the arts. And there was kind of a big debate, go to college or go to art school. And I ended up going to college. Then I got a degree in business because something else I got really good was selling things and being a, a salesman and being a manager. And I ended up really pushing my art for a bit during college, doing freelance work. And a couple of years after college, I, I kind of just lost the fire and I kind of put it all away. Um, and I walked away from art for a good many years. 
um, to the point where a lot of people that I knew uh, in the early 2000s just kind of knew me as just like a regular guy. I really kind of folded back into mainstream society and that kind of created rebellious teenager. Uh, he kind of just, he faded away. We, we put him away in the closet, right? A shoebox on the shelf. And then about, I don't know, 11 years ago, um, I kind of got the itch because like I said, I don't think people change a whole lot. And I, I decided it was that I needed to find that cause there was an itch I couldn't scratch cause I wasn't doing my art. And I just started drawing really, really basic things like drawing a sneaker, drawing uh, still lifes and things like that, just to try to like, get it, get it out, kick off the rust. And I ended up getting an email that ended up being a big change in my life around like 2011 from an early version of a crowdfunder uh, where a producer was making a Dungeons and Dragons movie. And I just reached out and I said, I, I want to do artwork. I, I want to make art. And, th and they wrote back and said, we'd love to have you. Let's see your art. So I sent them some things I did in college. They said, it's really good. You have a week to make an image for us. And I drew an image for them. And it was kind of like getting a fix because I got to work on a deadline and I got to do some like kind of D&D fantasy art for a movie. They used it in their promotional stuff. And then as I was doing some more art later that year, they put my art in their movie. So I had a movie credit in a movie called Zero Charisma, which was kind of cool. It was like a weird D&D awesome. kind of comedy film. And that kind of was like setting off a spark. And I remember my, my wife, Crystal, at the time, I was like, well, I guess there you go. And I was like, no, I got to do more. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, what do you mean you're going to do more? And I was like, I, I got to keep doing this. And I got, I got, I like, and, and then, cause you get kind of obsessed about it. I was like, I got to grow nope. this, this thing. I got to do more. I got to make comics. So I started making comics and I started doing stuff. And then it was like, then it was like, now you're Lennox artist. So where does this come into the satanic, you know, satanic world is in and around six years ago. Um, I, I, I had a relative that, was in a band that was supposed to be heavy metal and they had a really weak album cover. And I, I thought, you know, if, if I'm going to go that way, right. With a dark imaging, let's go dark. So I just said, you know what, I'm, I, I got to do all the satanic imagery that you see, you know, cause you get those, you know, the heavy metal, the horror films, like all the aesthetic, right. That's in the community. Like that's in my head. And I drew this huge, uh, big satanic image of a, of a wedding with, with Baphomet and a goat, or a, I'm sorry, a black cat and like a pig priest and all this stuff. And I just kind of threw it all out there. And a lot of people started saying, what, what, what are all these other characters? What do they do? You know, and, and we want more. And people started paying me to like do more satanic stuff. So I started doing more and more. And, and then, I kind of had a weird experience where I was at a truck stop and I got a chick tract and this was around like 20, like legit, you know, the, the really angry religious comic books. Oh yes. Yeah. And, and I, and I thought, well, isn't this where I said, I wonder if they still make these things. And I went online and it was when uh, satanic San Francisco was doing their, their chick track. I, I literally caught their chick track from finding a chick track at a rural truck stop. And I, you know, I backed their book and I kind of reached out to, to them and they were the people doing black mass appeal. And they said, well, come on the show. And then once I did that, it kind of opened up a kind of the greater satanic community to me. And I was like, I really identify with all these people. And I kind of just walked into it and just started talking to people, uh, just kind of like a person out of the wilderness. And, you know, that energy from that community really charged me up to just make more and more satanic art. Cause you know, you, you feed off the crowd, right? You know, you tell a joke and people laugh, you want to tell them a better joke. You make cool art and they say, Ooh, you want to do more. So, yep. you know, the satanic community has been so welcoming to me. Cause I'm like, this is, this is like my crowd. These are the people that, that talk like me. They think like me, they like the things I like. And I'm like, you just feel like you're home.
right? So that's kind of like, if I take all this journey, right, in big, broad strokes, I'm not that much different than when I was like five or six. And I like that dark stuff back then. My mom will show me pictures that I've drawn where it's like guys killing each other. But I was like four. <laughs> and I'm packaging crayons and stuff for blood. It hasn't changed much. I just think my technical abilities gotten a little bit better. You, you honed in a little bit. <laughs> I honed in a little bit, but yeah. I don't think I'm that different. I, I think yeah. I'm just a more advanced version of me when I was four, when it comes to my art, artistic stuff. So Veronica, the, the, in broad strokes, did that answer your question? Um, I can't even tell you how much, um, that was like a spiritual awakening. Um, listening to all of you say that just because my experience is like, so kind of parallel to that in real ways. I actually went yeah. to, art school. But while I was in art college, I was still kind of like in the business sector, a very specific business sector of things. Um, no. cause I didn't want to be a starving artist, but after school, I, I felt myself like so artistically confused, uh, just by everything that like things that didn't add up in school, professors having different artistic tastes. And just by the I'm end, sure. I feel like me and a lot of other peers of mine were really, really just, we didn't know what we were doing anymore. So I took some time off. I had like a commission here and there, but it wasn't until I started hanging out with these heathens and a bunch of other Satanists who kind of like, I don't know, like started helping me expanding my tastes and my mind and yeah really helped me I don't know get like inspired artistically in different ways and like reconnect with the dark side of art that like you I've I've always liked so wow that that's like that's amazing (laughs) I'm really really happy that you got back into it I'm really happy that a part of satanism uh triggered that for you too um it's really cool to hear somebody else say that well, and I, I will tell you this, I, I have learned that, that, you know, as, as your platform grows and your voice grows, that, you know, the words you say are important. So I try to really measure even what I say to other creatives and other people that are in the art community, especially people that might be a little less understood because, you know, me saying, hey, you know, like, I, I dig what you're doing. I think it means more than I might have thought years ago that, you know, you use that platform of being an artist of, you know, some level of, of voice to, to use it to, to help other people like pick up, you know, like, let me pick you up a little bit and tell you that, Hey, I just Absolutely. think, what you're doing, Absolutely. you know, and, and yeah. to help people pick it up and, and put a kind word out there uh, and, and encourage others. Because I know that, you know, I, I would tell anyone like, you're never too late to start and don't, don't forget who you were in the first place, because that person's still there. I don't care how old you are. I really like that notion, man. That's, that's really cool. And I, I definitely agree with that, that we're, uh, we're still the same people that we were when we were five. I think we struggle to be so advanced and it's, it's really kind of laughable. We think that these, these larger, more expensive toys make us the people that we are. And, uh, and they don't, they definitely don't. We're just bigger kids with bigger toys. Right on. (laughs) But yeah, that definitely, that definitely struck a nerve with me too, man. Um, these guys have no idea how much they've helped me in the past year. Um, I met Bill just working in the print shop and I actually printed their t-shirts for them and just going from there and going out on my own for business. Like I actually used to teach college. I taught photography in college for 11 years. Like it's giving kids that like, or anybody in general, that little spark is amazing. Like that, that feel is just super, super cool. So thank you. Yeah. Hearing that was, was fantastic. It's always yeah. nice to hear that community. Awesome. 
Um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the next question? This is good stuff. Well, this is going to, I think, build into a little bit of what you already covered, but I still think uh, I'm going to I'm going to dig until I get to the bottom of it. Um, mm. So it's about satanic subject matter in particular. So I definitely sure. know from a very young age you're attracted to dark imagery. I was the same way, not necessarily devilish or satanic imagery, but witches, vampires, ghosts. Sure. Like I'm a major horror fan since the time I was, you know, not even old enough to speak. Um, And for me personally, it was the image of Baphomet that ironically got me into drawing more and doing a majority of the satanic art I'm I'm making now. Um, I, a bunch of Satanists in my life who I came across, uh, obsess over this goat all the time. And um, uh, I was like, why? This is ugly. This is, you know, this is crazy. I I don't like your your mascot here. But the second I took pen to paper um, and a few other things that I did with my hands, and I made the image of this goat the way that I thought about it. And then I, I got to thinking more like what it meant to me. And now I'm drawing this symbol all the time. And now I really like the symbol and I really like other symbols that Satanists identify with because I sat down and I worked with it and I thought about it. Um, so what does that mean to you? You know, when you're creating images that reflect traditional Baphomets or rituals or the satanic wedding that you were mentioning earlier, um, what, what about that specific traditional satanic imagery in, inspires you? I think there's a lot of strong graphic foundational stuff in satanic symbolism and imagery. I, I think that um, it draws on things like the pentagram is, is such a classic, you know, you know, for me, it's like an OCD where it, it balances out and it's cool and it's mathematically, you know, it's, it's just, it's just right, you know? Um, so a lot of the symbols are very, attractive to the eye. So they're very easy to incorporate into, into graphics. I think animals um, are beautiful to look at, whether it's a giraffe or a hippopotamus, a horse, the, the more you focus in on animals, animals, you know, they're, they're beautiful things. So, you know, the animals that are involved with Satanism, Hey, I've got a volume two coloring book animals is animals are really cool. And like the closer you look at them, like they are, they are gorgeous little series of patterns and, and parts and pieces that, that make a collective whole. And you, you can appreciate you know, just the beauty of, of the form and the shape, you know, no different than if you go to the Met, look at all the beautiful sculptures that people have made of people. Um, so for me, finding ways to, uh, put together things to try to pay respect and homage to, uh, the satanic, uh, imagery, uh, in a way that's unique is, is fun and and to try to to not just repeat the same things over and over but to try to find you know your own your own road right and your own flavor of it uh i i couldn't agree with more i couldn't agree more with you especially with you know depictions of animals and familiar spirits that you get to play with and tackle and even me you know it's so it's so funny like having i feel like what feels like a lifetime of figure drawing and just kind of sitting there hating it <laughs> like for most of your life and now i find myself you know drawing or sketching um nude forms all the time and finding them beautiful again and finding them inspiring in a way i never felt in a uh you know, traditional standard figure drawing class. It's like really nice to have that rekindled. Um, but it's, especially it's, the animals too, when you spend so long perfecting people and now you sit down and there's, there's a bunch of animals and patterns and crazy things you can do. Um, 
it's it's really fun. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about a, we're going to talk about the coloring book. So let's uh, get into that. Um, this is a satanic coloring book. It's coming out in two volumes. I'm super interested. I don't have any particular experience myself with coloring books or how that's even assembled. So again, just really interested to hear about it. Um, when you set out on this project, what was your initial vision and process? Like what is everything that goes into the blueprint of laying out, not just a coloring book, but a satanic coloring book? The initial vision was I'm not going to do a coloring book. That's a dumb idea. And I had more more and more people gang piling on me saying, you really should do a coloring book. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And it was like, you should really do a coloring book. And eventually I was the one person like screaming no in a universe of yeses. If everyone said, you really should do this black and white. I would be great as a coloring book. And then I started doing a lot of stained glass and like satanic heraldry and trying to go in that direction. People like, you know, these stained glass would be really cool if you color. You know, have you thought about coloring this thing? Have you thought about coloring the stained glass? And you're kind of like, no, I'm not into that. No, I'm not going to do that. And eventually I was like, oh my, uh, okay, okay. We'll make a coloring book. Everyone leave me alone. And I started doing more research <laughs> into it. And I was like, this actually is a really good idea. Maybe I should stop being the guy saying, no, maybe I should embrace what all these people are telling me. Because if everyone's telling me one thing and I'm saying the other thing, I'm probably wrong. So yeah. maybe I need to use more of this, less of this, right? Like <laughs> four years, less mouth. And uh, a really good way so, to put it, man. <laughs> so I started to talk to the, the people I knew that were around me. And I started saying, is this possible? And I realized there was a company in state college that makes coloring. So I went and talked to the general manager a couple of years ago. And I said, if we threw this together, could you guys pull off the, the, the guts of this thing? And he was like, yeah, no problem. We could do it. And that was right around the time I was doing Lords of the Cosmos 2. And I said, look, I got to knock down issues three and four. And when those things are done, I'll, I'll you know what? I'll do this coloring book. Um, and I started really taking it seriously at that point to say, OK, when I wrap up issue four, I'm going to do the coloring book. So. I wrapped up issue four of Lords of the Cosmos, my 1980s Masters of the Universe inspired comic book in in March. At that point, I pulled all the satanic artwork I had in black and white, and it was over 90 images at that point. And I was like, wow. And I was just like, I realized at that point that the art had gone in two directions. There was a ton of just like animal stuff. And then there was a ton of like bondage, like devil people, kind of like this devil ritual society where I done a communion i had done uh, a ritual i had just done a lot of stuff that was like creatures and, and monsters and soldiers and i was like this doesn't really even seem to fit with all the little animals you know and i was like i don't have one coloring book i've got two. Oh, definitely yeah that's awesome so then it was a process of sitting down and and literally just moving files on my desktop to say well okay i've got all these files and all these files And then I was like, and you know what? It'd be really cool to fill these things out if I got some other people to kind of like get in on the jam. So I started reaching out to like other satanic artists that I'm a fan of. And I was like, yeah, you want to put something in the coloring book? And every single person I asked was like, I'm into this. Like every single one of them. So how did you go about choosing those other artists? Oh, it's just who I like to look at. (laughs) It's the people that it's, it's, it's the people that I, I follow the most on on their art feeds on social media where like the people that I always stop and look, it was just them. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? So cool. um, And it's gotta be like super refreshing as an artist to be working with these people that you absolutely like that you, that you find, you know, admiration in. That's yeah. Incredible. 
the one that probably identifies least as an artist is, is Lucian Greaves, the head of the Satanic Temple, yep. the spokesman or founder. I, I, I'm probably butchering his title, but super cool guy. Um, he's put my art in his office. They've had it in the in the Salem art store. And uh, he's just like a super cool like friend to me at this point. And I was like, Hey, I know you don't draw a whole lot, but I see you doodling. You want to do something? And he was like, yeah, I totally want to be in it. And, and that's super cool. I got a really nice email from the office and, and they were like, yeah, you know, he's going to have something over to you. And they sent me scans and they're like, he's so excited. Thank you so much. And I was like, this is really, this is really cool. Cause I've all, I, as I've kind of, you know, wandered into the greater satanic community, um, I think he's a lot of fun. I think he pushes people's boundaries and he, he gets the right people upset and he says the right things. And I thought that was really fresh to kind of have someone of his stature in that community contribute some art. So he did a really cool, uh, pet, his little satanic pets. Um, so even to get him to come out, I, I didn't know if he'd even have the time for it, but he did. So, I mean, he came out and uh, art attack came out Tabitha slander came out, uh, a couple people that aren't as well known. They're like ridiculously talented. Uh, one of my local friends did a really cool piece for the book of uh, Baphomet getting a bath with some Republican politicians washing Baphomet's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck uh, yes. Phenomenal. So, so, so it, it just started to snowball where it's like you start, you start to roll like that with a team and then the project starts to pick up steam on its own where you know there was a big discussion on what the font would be and how many covers we would have and, and pulling in some of my old comic book team to say, could you help me get some of this stuff ready to go um, to the point now, those books are now, and I, I've told you guys, I'm going to send you some of the, the work copies to take a look at, but the books now are like 90%, 95% done. We've got a couple details to iron out with the forwards and the back covers, but the guts of these books are done. That's awesome. Uh, this so, is a super nerdy question for me, but just in terms of uh, like line work and figuring that out, everything obviously had to be kept black line work correct so in your background there's a lot of like comic book art that crosses over to coloring Mm -hmm. book art is there any uh like artist you picked who worked with different mediums where that was maybe a little bit of a challenge uh or did everything kind of just come together the way you wanted it so some of the artists are a little bit outside the box so Mm -hmm. i met a a lady named christy shin she has a comic called uh, demon bitch and i was like (laughs) that's perfect okay we want to put demon bitch in it and she was like yeah and like her style is very kind of like Mm anti-traditional um but it's fun and here's the thing yeah and here's the thing her art doesn't look like a coloring book but it's black and white so color between her lines they don't look normal you'll, you'll deal right it's satanic awesome. color doesn't follow the rules right so you can you can you can color in demon bitch and a flaming goat you know the idea was to keep it black and white one of the artists I, I did have to ask him to take some toning out i was like we need like more white and more black less less tones because it makes it harder to color and right he, Le- know, level was, that oh. shit out guy come on what yeah. are you <laughs> and he was like, oh, i'm sorry and he just cleaned the filter out and changed it so i mean that was pretty much the only thing i asked people to do was to try to keep any art black and white i actually had, a, had to have some of my art re-inked uh one of my inkers that works with me uh Dario, I did ask him to re-ink about nine pieces that were done in a way that wasn't as coloring book friendly. So we actually had to go back and rework some pieces to kind of get them more in line with what we wanted for the book. So there was some reworking some pieces. A lot of these things were not made for this coloring book. They were just made. Some of my art is stupid big. So we've kind of had to figure out how do we fit some of these square pegs into some round holes. So there's some weird margins here or there in the coloring book. Cause like one of my pieces communion is 34 by 34 inches. A collector in Maryland has it. Um, 
communions in the coloring book. Uh, it's square and it's on an eight and a half by 11 page. There's some margins. Yeah. Right? If, yep. you know, uh, I know how that goes. <laughs> As I'm somebody sorry, who's, no, who's a big fan of the square, I know how that goes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's ritual. Communion, we actually split in half. So it's actually two two-page spreads where it's like a spread and a spread. So, wow. yeah. Yeah, and it's ritual that's all in one one square. But anyway, so that that's how this thing started. The initial thing was me saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, and you, and you go kicking and screaming until, you know, 8,000 people beat you over the head and say, why don't you do this? It's a pretty cool idea. Why are you fighting this? See, yeah. now I got to ask, was one of those people that was saying that you should do it your wife? No, no, not at all. No. Wow. <laughs> because no, you know what? 90% of the time for me, my wife is in the background going, you should totally do that. Should, no, no, no. I don't want to go that route. You should put your art on t-shirts. No, I don't want to. Guess what? I put my fucking art on t-shirts. And now it's like, I told you so. <laughs> no, my, <laughs> Every my wife, time. My wife, my wife, I go to her a lot for like small things with like composition. Like, do you think I should put this or that? And then she'll tell me one thing and sometimes I'll disagree with her. And then she's like, you're dumb. You need to do it. <laughs> so, yep. That sounds book. like my niche too. <laughs> the coloring book stuff, my wife, my wife's been a little like the satanic stuff, I think scares my wife to a degree. Like she's not the most comfortable with it, you know? So she's like, okay, it's a little different, but you know, I think people are into it, but it's not my thing, but you know, oh, yeah. it, it's your thing. So, you know, you do your thing and, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of scary, you know, but, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's just, my wife's awesome, but she's kind of like, it's not her jam per se. So I don't like shove it in her face, you know, it's gotcha. Like, Here gotcha. You go. she's like, sometimes the stuff you makes a little scary, you know, it's a little too scary. You See, know, you know, my, my wife's constantly right there in the background, like, no, no, push it further. Go ahead. Go ahead. Push it a little sure, bit yeah, further. Yeah. Well, it all boils down to collaboration, whether we're collaborating Absolutely. with the people, you know, the ones we love for perspective or um, just the community itself. And on that note, uh, one of the next questions we have is, yep. um, do you think these types of collaborative projects help in the realm of community building? Uh, and if so, do you think specifically um, the Satanic Temple, do you think TST or other Satanic communities should make things like this and collaborative projects more of a priority to bring some of their community together? A hundred percent. I think you you have the, te- the technology and the power. And if we choose our minds, you can reality you want to make happen whether it's positive or negative you know um i think doing something like this was an amazing opportunity to connect people that were completely unrelated uh together where i can reach out to someone like art attack that i think makes super cute satanic art uh to uh a guy like doug cooper who did some photo effects for my bio photo in uh, volume one where we, we did american satanic where it's like me as the farmer with the pitchfork. Nice. I thought that's where you were going to go with that. Nice. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, to 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 Damazonia, who is a satanic dominatrix in Canada that reached out to me from the Lady Vi work, and we designed a sticker for her. And um, she has Baphomet tattooed as a full back piece. And I sent her files uh, saying, hey, you know, I know we're wrapping up this this gig. I'm like, you know, obviously you're into this stuff. Like, would you like to check out my coloring book? And she was like, yes, I would. And, and, you know, she wrote me back and said, this is brilliant. That was her quote. And I said, do you want your art to be in the, the coloring book? And she was like, of course I do. So, you know, to be able to, to 
to, to say, let's get Damazonia on board for our, a project. Like what, what would I have? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just kind of this, it's, it's like, let's do, let's get all these people. And like, just let's have a jam fest of like really cool satanic people and get them together. I, I even got my nine-year-old, uh, took a picture of me for my bio picture for volume two. So he gets to have a photography credit. We got my, my cool satanic robe out and a skull, a skull that I keep for art reference. And we did some photographs with my cat. That's awesome. That is so you know, cool. so, so I managed to, to somehow get art attack, my nine-year-old, Damazonia, Lucian Graves, uh, you know, like it's like it, it's like it's like some it, it's. Do you guys watch Rick and Morty? Right? Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The heist episode where it's like we need to get the ventriloquist archer and the and the devil truck guy and you know <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the guy beat the that Mr. is perfect. Yeah, that, perfect. And here's the thing: like you love the fact that like when you see the credits on this these projects, it's like damn, like you just you just really picked a lot of people that you think are cool and you like, and it's like oh, that's. Yeah. That's that's cool because, and here's the thing: I decided to make my own reality and put it together. Even Dead Animal Assembly Plants let us use some of their music for the trailer, so we managed to jam them into it. You know no what I mean? Shit. Like, like y'all want to be on board, and they're like, "Yeah, Jason, like we'll, we'll let you use our music. We 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 have music, you know." So, and the thing is, it's fun. That's get to bring a lot of people together and say, "Let's do this together." Like, let's do it. Like, I love that. Things, one of the things I'm doing now is, is sending out little like work uh, pieces. And one guy that I love that kind of identifies as part of the greater satanic community is Jose Mangan, who's like the the director of heavy metal music for Sirius XM. Um, and he, he, you know, he'll say like, Hey, I'm the satanic Hispanic. That's kind of like his, his little tagline that he uses. Right. And I reached out to him on Twitter. I was like, yo, Jose, like, you know, I, I, I would love to have you check these books out. He DM me. He's like, get them to me. I want to, I want to check your books out. So I was like, you know, to me, I think Jose is an amazing ambassador for like the greater metal, you know, horror film metal community yeah. concerts. He's at shows. And I was like, you know what? I want Jose Mangan. And like, if he would have said no, or, you know, it, it's not going to hurt, but it's like, make the community you want. Ask the guy, what's the worst thing he's going to say is I'm not interested, but he was like, here's my address. So I got to get his books packed up with your book to send out to him in the next couple of days. So whatever community you're in, I mean, whether it's a satanic temple, whether it's another satanic group, whether it's your neighborhood, you know, group, like I think doing things as small projects is so much fun because I was never into sports, but you're, I was always kind of, you know, like look, these, te- you know, these teams have a purpose. It's like, we're the soccer team or the baseball team, you know, and you, and you do something together where it's like, so how can a bunch of, you know, evil, creepy, horror film obsessed satanic people how can we do a project and it, it is kind of a, a question like what is it we can do like how, how can i work with people in different countries and different states and you know different you know skill levels and ages and etc but it's like we, we could put it together i mean like someone like christy shin she lives in california like damazonia lives in canada there's an artist that did uh, a pen page uh, named for storm he's in england my anchor that did most of the work, he's in Spain. So, I mean, there's a Incredible. lot of people that you're just kind of like, let's, let's get it, let's get it together. And if I started putting all these people on a map, like Art Attack, I think she lives in Atlanta. So, I mean, it's like, so how could you take all those people? A coloring book apparently is how you get everyone together. Right. So that's, so it's been a very cool thing. And I'm glad I took a minute to listen to all the people that told me I was wrong. Cause y'all were right. well and how much more like beautiful and productive is that you know like rather than and somebody who's been 
I'm, I'm pretty open about it, but hesitant about uh, official TST membership, definitely on board with the tenants and with uh, people's experiences and with like TST's description of what Satanism is. But how much more beautiful, honestly, is a project like this, uh, you know, rather than drama and schisms and every other kind of toxic form of community that crops up every once in a while. I mean, this really should become like a beautiful, yeah, a standard and beautiful priority um, amongst Satanists, frankly, maybe everybody, (laughs) but um, I I really do. I do. Jason, I really do want to tell you, like as somebody whose faith has been a little bit wobbly uh, with this particular, um, I guess, establishment, um, it is projects like this that that keep me, you know, on board and and willing to talk with other Satanists and Satanic artists about uh, sure. what their vision is 100%. and what's going on. Because this is this is, I think, why we're all really uh, still here, and 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 this is what we're in for. So, um, no. thanks. That was so, that's so cool. Well, I'll, give, I'll give you one quick outside perspective from kind of coming into the Satanic community as a person in his forties. I'll I'll just give you this and like. I'm not a part of any satanic group. I, I would be would I guess you would consider me like a free just a free ranging Satanist. And free so, agent. So, so doing this coloring book, it's kind of weird because I'm like kind of digitally kind of roaming around the satanic groups of all stripes and being like, Hey, I got I got this thing, I think you'd like it. Yep. And one of the craziest things to me about the satanic community is kind of coming into it as an adult and just kind of coming in with, with no strings attached and trying to, to work with everybody is as a kid, I went to church every week to, to a standard, you know, Protestant Christian church from like age little kid to 18, like every week, Jason was a church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, church, church, church. Um, and I, I understood a lot how fractured a lot of those Christian communities are where it's like, well, you're not our brand of Protestant. It's very fractured. And one of the craziest things to me is how similar the satanic community is to those communities. Cause it's like, yep. I'll go into a group. That's kind of like, well, it's not like that damn TST coloring. Oh, right. It's like, people. it's, it's Hatfield and McCoy. It's like Hatfield and it McCoy. Totally is. And crazy. I'm like, yeah. And I'm, and I've said things like, Hey guys, I'm like, I know that the TST did a coloring book. And I'm like, this project has nothing to do with that. And I'm like, you can take it for its own merits. We're not here to critique their coloring book, whether you liked it or not, but could I present my coloring book? So I, I've tried very hard to disarm people, you know, to say like, Let's not criticize the other people in your greater community. Right. It's not about that. It's about yes. It's about like building the, the community essence of the essence of creation and collaboration. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. So what I've tried to do is to try to walk through all those groups, and there's definitely a lot of feuding. But I kind of feel like this person that's kind of walking through kind of a battlefield, and like I understand you're all fighting, but I have something really cool. But check out my thing. We don't need to like trash other people in the greater community to enjoy this. This is enjoyable on its own. And I hope you can enjoy it if you like this sort of sort of thing. So I, I have been kind of blown away with how similar the satanic community is to right. like growing oh up God. in growing up in the standard Protestant churches. And, and so for whatever that's worth, I'm like, people are really similar. They just may not think they are. Absolutely. I'm so glad Absolutely. you brought that up because I, I've been uh I've been able to view some of these interactions that you're referring to in some of these various groups. I mean, outside of satanic study hall groups and whatnot. And I just can't tell you how refreshing it's been to, to see you stay steadfast in not just marketing and promotion, but you know, unity and getting the word out and, and standing your ground and not getting involved in that bullshit. Cause for the last couple of weeks or months or so, I'm scrolling on Twitter or, 
even in some of these Facebook groups. And it's just been, it's been moderately disgusting at times. Yeah, no, you're you're sitting there like, hey, gang, can we bring it back to art, literature, and things that are really meaningful yeah, and, and the left about. and the left hand path and the left hand path and it, it is it's it's just as prevalent in any other organization or religious organization or religion yes. but i'm i'm very i'm i mean like i said it kind of goes hand in hand with having here in study hall we're super we were super excited to get this going especially as we progress more towards today was just you know continuing to look at your promotion and how you handle yourself online and um, just how you've composed yourself. And I think that can serve as an example for, for others uh, moving forward with their creative projects or just in their network and collaboration as they progress through Satanism on their own and walk down their own left-hand path. So I do want to commend you for, for, you know, standing your ground and, and staying focused on this, because I, like I said, that should serve as, you know, an example and an inspiration to some people to be like, Hey, you know, we don't have to fight. It doesn't have to be that. That's not like, let's collaborate. Um, it, it's, it's, it's okay yeah. to have civil discourse and, and to disagree, but you know, in the best of ways and educate yeah. each other and build each other up. And this way, everybody's knowledgeable. I think doing things like this should be a bigger focus and, and whether it's a satanic group or whatever group, make your own reality. Whether that's music, whether that's drawing things, whether it's doing a play, I think they're really fun ways for people to like have, I would call it like, let's do a jam, you know? And like I said, when you see the credits on this book, you're going to be like, damn, like Jason really, it's literally, it's the Rick and Morty work. We're getting, it's, it's, it's Rick Sanchez's 11. It's just like, what, what is this? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, that was great, Jason. Thank you so much. Um, sure. So uh, we're going to move on to like the coloring book itself. Uh, personally, I've never really used them. I know a lot of people uh, my age, I'm, I'm only 25, but um, I know people significantly older than me who really, really like them. They became sort of a fad. I can't really pinpoint the year when these blew up for adults and adult yeah. usage. I do know a few of my peers in like the last year of college we had. Some of them, I think, did even create not full length coloring books for their thesis projects, but definitely something along those lines. So it was taken off um, and it took off not too long ago. Uh, so what are your personal thoughts on them? We know what your initial <laughs> initial thought on yeah. making one was, uh, but do you see them becoming more of like a respected mainstream mental health tool in the future? Well, I'll be honest. Again, when you roll into something with no knowledge, you are ignorant. And Jason was incredibly ignorant about coloring books. I was ignorant to how much people use them. I was ignorant to how much personal help they give to people. And I was ignorant to how big they are. There are hundreds of coloring book groups with thousands of people in Facebook of all stripes and colors and differences. And I am blown away by how much people are using them. It's, so when it's all the these, definition of high demand, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and I'm kind of like strolling in being like, Hey, I got the satanic coloring book. And even in these coloring book groups, that's a whole nother thing of some, I've been kicked out of some coloring book groups already, which has been exciting. I was accused of having an agenda. <laughs> having an agenda. Yeah. I, I got oh, kicked God. out of a group. This, this guy said, what is we, you're pushing an agenda. And I said, what's the agenda? He goes, you know, damn well what it is. And I said, can you show me on the cow wh- where I'm hurting you? And then I got. <laughs> 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 but, but like, I, I, again, like I now, because I'm in it now, I'm like, okay, you know what? These are much bigger. I, I had a, I had a, a woman on Twitter that sent me a message and she's a Satanist. And she said, you know, 
this means so much to me because I have a young niece and we can color together. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the, the Satanist in the family. And this gives me a way with your animals book because she knew that I made the, the animals book is all ages, right. Versus the rituals, which is like, you know, for adults only right. where she was like, I can color with my niece and I can express like my religious beliefs with her in a safe way that a child can understand. And thank you for doing that. And I was just like, it, that, that like blew my mind that someone could get that out of it. So that really started to open my mind up to like, is this doing, did I make a project that you could, you could just look at and say, that's neat. That's cool to someone that's saying, I'm going to use this as a tool to explain my beliefs to a younger family member in a way that might not scare them or like piss off someone else in the family. So it's like, I think a lot of things are tools you can do good or bad with. So, you know, do you, do you take a pen and write a bad word or do you take a pen and write something kind? So, I mean, like, you know, the satanic coloring book is kind of its own Rorschach test. So one guy sees an agenda and, you know, someone else sees a way to work with a, a, a child to express their unique beliefs to, to, you know, say this is how I feel about life. So it's like, how do you view, you know, how do you view it? You can view it however you want. So, yeah, I, 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 I've become incredibly tuned in and, and humbled to exactly how much these do help people from my initial reaction of, no, I'm not doing that. You know, you know, cause, cause did I not understand it? Did I think it was beneath me? Don't really know. I just was like, no, I'm not doing that. That was just my initial reaction. So. Well, thank you. Now throughout this project, um, have, has there any been any light bulbs that have gone off, uh, or any, hey, I want to tackle this next type thing that's happened. So I know, you know, this is, we're, we're just about done wrapping this up. We have yeah. volume one and volume two. From a satanic perspective, are there any other forms of art um, that you see being as most imperative to Satanism's spirit, uh, Satanism's overall message or satanic advocacy? Uh, or is there just any projects that, you know, came to mind while you were developing this one that might be next up? Um, well, and people have already said, are you going to make a volume three? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So we had to make it three. The answer right? is yes. <laughs> the, the answer is, uh, yeah, I'll probably say no for a while till I say yes, but, um, it's weird. Like, I, I think a lot of art is like a journey and like this, like right now, like for me personally, I do different kinds of art. So I have my science fiction robot talking animal comic book. Um, I'd like to do a lot of HP Lovecraft stuff. Um, I like to do book covers. So I'm working on my version of Machiavelli's The Prince with my colorist right now, which I worked on for like two months last fall. I'm drawing Italian nights and I'm watching like historical stuff on, you know, cable to understand like the Italian wars and like the way my brain works, I, I, I like get into something and I kind of like use it up and then I got to let it alone. And then I got to go do something else. Cause I get stale with anything, no matter how much I like drawing my demon girls and, and, and my monsters and my, my Baphomets, I, I do get, get worn from it. So for me personally, the satanic coloring books is the kind of, kind of a, a pause in like a six year journey where it's like, I've said everything I need to say for right now. I'll probably give it a break for a little bit. Um, I have no doubt that I'll come back to it, but I think I really need to go do some other things just to like, just freshen up. Right. And, and here's the thing. I think when I get away from it for a while, I'll probably start having some more ideas, but part of that process to get more ideas is to say, cool, you played with this like crazy for a couple of years and now you're going to put it down for a little bit and you're going to go do some other things. And then, you know what, when it's kind of the stale thing or the, the thing in the stack you played with the least, you're going to say, I got an idea because you gave it a break. So for me personally, I kind of rotate my art between about four or five different themes. 
you know? So, and again, just mentally and creatively that helps me stay fresh. So I will have more ideas right now. I think every idea I had, I've thrown into these books where it's like, I'm now out of ideas and, and these coloring books kind of like wrap it all up in a bow where as opposed to just saying, here's some prints. It's like, here's everything Jason's put during this like kind of creative streak. This is kind of like the term paper at the end of the, or the thesis at the end of the course to say, here's Jason's first deep foray into this. It's two books. Here you go. This is Jason's plus, satanic let's, period. Let, let's <laughs> yeah. face it. Like art is so much more cool when you can turn it. Like turnable art is just amazing to me. I don't know what it is. You put art in a book and I love it. Yeah. It's, it's a different fan. Thing. <laughs> like right. prints are amazing, but when you've got a whole bunch of prints in one place, it's just like, it's a theme. I do have a vote though. I looking through your, um, your website and some of the, the projects you've done, the doctor who series, your work with uh, HP Lovecraft characters. But uh, one thing that really caught my attention and, you know, like you mentioned it inspired the Lord of the cosmos series was, your masters of the universe villains artwork. Uh, I would, uh, I'd be a huge uh, proponent of revisiting that. I would love to see your evil Lynn, especially with masters of the universe being, you know, all over the news, people are shitting all over Kevin Smith for what he did with masters of the universe. Uh, uh, on yeah. Netflix. Uh, I wasn't a fan of it. I binged the whole thing. The artwork and the animation was fucking phenomenal story. Uh, I'm not quite sold, but there's a whole nother half to go, but I'm looking at your, yeah. your trap jaw and then your sketch of beast man. So yeah, if you, if you ever feel motivated to jump back into that world, uh, I'd be the first one well, to support it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I think all my masters of the universe energy is going into getting Lords of the cosmos done. Uh, it's not really public knowledge yet, but we got picked up to have the old art, uh, the old issues put in, uh, into national publication through, uh, Antarctic press, uh, next year. Holy shit. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. So that's, that's something that's coming out too. So, uh, they're going to put some of the pages in an anthology. So fans across the country that never saw it before we able to get it at their local comic book store. So, um, you know, again, like I'll switch course into like talking cats and robots where it's just like, I'm, I'm right now, once I wrap up this Kickstarter, I got to go full tilt into getting Lords of the Cosmos first eight issue are kind of like on the tail end with issues five and six. So, Probably all my masters, you know, like I avoided the Kevin Smith show because I didn't even want to pollute my brain. I was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to see. I don't want to pollute my brain with the ideas. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. I, it's like if you're a comedian, you don't maybe want to watch the hottest comedians. Cause like, I don't, I don't even want their thoughts in my head. No, nope. I'm like I said, and when it's one of the things when I first started looking, um, Lord of the Cosmos, uh, and then the, I, that's the first thought I got was, and I could see it just in the artwork. I'm like, wow. This, this is Masters of, not is, but this is very, you know, it seems like it's very drawn and inspired from, you know, the Masters of the Universe yes. world. And the and, genre. It most certainly is. Mm -hmm. The muscles, the just the, the, the proportions and just the, the facial expressions. The loincloths. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 big, the big dream one day is, is that we, Big Animation Studio puts Lords of the Cosmos in an anthology cartoon series, uh, kind of like Warhammer 40K kind of like masters of the universe kind of weird like the jason version of it and that one day people will say dude that was like the really crazy version that we really like because like this guy has like and the new the issue four that's the the pdfs are out but the physical issues have to get mailed out like in the next couple of weeks there's like a turtle battleship that has bat fighters that come out of it to, to attack like mutants on that's a fucking beach. awesome like on a beach with cyborgs like that like that's the kind of stuff you know again when i when i was a little kid that's the stuff I'm into where it's like, I want to blow people's minds. Like 
so for Lords of the Cosmos, I have artists and writers all over the world working on like Spain, UK, US, um, writing stories. They don't, and it's weird. Cause like no one knows what the other, we're like a terrorist cell. And it's just like, you know, we have this, we have this artist in, in, <laughs> in, in Asia working on a story that we had a guy in London, write Based off me being in an anthology group on Facebook. And then I'm like sending stuff back and forth, letting them see certain things. And, and like, they're like little crazy characters running around in my head and uh, working over like a quarter million year, like time span where it's like these characters did this. And then this character did this. And this guy's a robot, a plant and he controls this creature. Cause in, in this, in the, uh, so it's like this whole thing where it's like, that's a whole nother episode of study hall. You get me like, you use like, <laughs> for 10 characters. Fuck yeah. Let's book it. I'm here, I'm awesome. here for this. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm in. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. So, I mean, that's so creatively, I need to go back to that world. And I need to go play with all my weird characters. My Lords, of the cosmos, uh, inspired world. And I need to, I need to, play, like, I, I need to be with those characters. And like I said, the satanic ones, they're going to get their, they're going to get their spotlight time this fall, because I think this Kickstarter is going to be big. I think so too. Uh, I agree, man. And I, the support that I see that I see coming, you know, coming at you is, is awesome. And I, I wouldn't have expected and seeing your artwork, uh, anything less than that. So super fucking excited to see what the future holds for you. Cause you know, you can tell you put a lot of your energy and your time, your enthusiasm and your passion into this. And it sounds like you have some plans. I'm, I'm super fucking excited to see what's to come. Yeah, I'm excited. And here's the thing, like so much of it. And, and I'm so touched you guys reach out to me because I've heard you guys were out there and I, I didn't even know how to get a hold of you guys. So like the fact that you guys kind of reached out to me um, was so cool. And and the thing is, is that I feed off energy, man. I, I, in many ways, I'm like a musician. I just don't play music. We're like when I get the people pumping me up, it's just like I take that and I give your energy out 10 times what you give to me. And when people are feeding me, I feed it back. Um, so, you know, having you guys to, to even have me on and help promote this, um, it means the world to me because that's what takes these things and makes them not good. It makes them great, you know, and that's so exactly, really that's exactly what we're striving for. Um, we love getting behind things like this and, you know, that's, yeah. we, we have a decent platform, but again, this is not only, you know, just like you said, can we help you promote, but you and your talent and the network that you bring to the table, one quick tag on, of, uh, with, you know, your Twitter handle when uh, on a post it's, it's, it serves, it serves us both. Uh, and yeah. I'm beyond excited with that. Now you were just talking about music and Sean, um, he actually, yeah. he scripted, not, he put not scripted. Sean put together some questions and, uh, yeah. I can't, I can't think of a better way to go because you were just, you were just talking about that, that the music piece of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at our little episode guide. So Sean, I'm going to pass it over to you. Uh, cause this next question, I'm really interested to see what the answers are. Yeah, I'm kind of psyched. Um, it's funny because these guys always go like right to to the Satanism and stuff like that. Me, like whenever I look at an artist's work that has any sort of substance to it, mm-hmm. instantly my first question is, if you had to listen to five albums for the rest of your career as a visual artist, what would they be? Uh, probably number one would be Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Oh, and yes! <laughs> it would be the best rock and roll album ever made. They've made their entire career off one album, but the album is unlimited re-listenability. You weren't uh, at Hershey so, a couple weeks ago, were you? Well, 
my wife and I had tickets. We didn't go. We were spooked about the Delta variant, so we sold our tickets. We didn't go. We uh, were afraid to be. We were afraid to be in a very close crowd. So yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we had seats in row twelve behind the mosh pit, dead center. Oh, yeah, I, I, oh. I rolled the dice. I, I went with a buddy of mine. Oh, you were that scared of the variant? No, it's it's rightfully know, so. Know, the, there were a lot. There were a decent amount of sold but empty seats there. But you know, I was in. Uh, I can't remember what section I was in. Um, went with a buddy of mine and uh, just. Since you said that, I do want to throw it out there. Axel, it was nice to see you, but a Guns N' Roses concert in today's world is called the fucking Slash Show. (laughs) I'd say Appetite number one. I'd say number two would probably be Screaming for Vengeance by Judas Priest. I think it's it's a seminal classic heavy metal album that just is is just chock full of hits. Uh, I would say Rain and Blood by Slayer. Yep. Uh, Right. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, I would say the Akira soundtrack. Fuck yes. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. Akira soundtrack. I have a lot of anime soundtracks, right? Like, don't beat me up too hard. Uh, Right. Uh, And I would say probably my fifth album, if I had to take one, Bloody Kisses by Typo Negative. Ooh, well played. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal. They're all, all those albums are, and I'd say number six, if I had to throw an alternate to throw into the mix, I would say Iowa by Slipknot. Yup. That's a hell of a Absolutely. compilation right there. I mean, hell. Absolutely. What you Yo, just said Joey reminds Jordanson. me of a mixtape. <laughs> Joey Jordan. Iowa for, for vengeance. I'm not sure. Maybe a cure. I don't know, but I'd say if I, I'll cheat. I'll throw in six, 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 right? Come on. Six is great. Like, <laughs> we're good with six. Yeah. So it, it's funny. My wife is, is, is she, <laughs> because the kids have been saying five, 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 six, six, six to their grandparents too many times. So, <laughs> My, my crystals, could you, could you stop playing Slipknot, uh, you know, getting the <laughs> that is But yeah, that, that be the they have unlimited replayability, those, those six albums. Unlimited. I totally agree. I absolutely agree, man. Those are those are phenomenal picks. And Akira in there for the for the win. That was that was awesome. Um, Best animated movie of all time. Thank you. OK, so ready. What are your, your thoughts on Cowboy Bebop then? I think Cowboy Bebop is probably the peak of late '90s Japanese animation. It's still all hand done. Um, oh, man, writing. I think I wish there would have been more, but I'm I'm glad they kind of ended it. I think the movie was a good a good end. Um, but yeah, so it's up good. there. It's probably my top twenty anime. It's up there. And a killer soundtrack as well, which just came out on colored vinyl. I have three collected soundtracks from Cowboy Bebop. It's just a lot of really crazy hit music, jazz, you know, uh, oh, it's, it's yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, and then, you know what, as I was scrolling through the site, I kept coming across, um, I kept coming back to rather um, Captain Anarchy. Um, yeah. Super, super fucking cool concept. I really enjoyed well, that. that. I did um, that in high school. I did that with high school with markers on just some big sheets of paper. And my main question is, where is Captain Anarchy now when we need him? Captain Anarchy is in a black leather folder in uh, my workshop. He's there. That sounds phenomenal. Never published. Maybe one day we've got to roll him out and do a crowd. I think we need to, dude, because you know what? If he was on the scene this day, like, what would his reaction be if he was around here? Uh, wow, uh, maybe I don't know. Last two years, man. Where's Captain Anarchy? That's what I want to know. There's been a lot shit? of disappointment in this country for quite some time. I maybe we need Captain Anarchy to flush it all out. I don't know. 
I think we might, dude. Yeah. Captain Anarchy and his little friend, the Molotov. I would yeah. contribute to this conversation, but Bill's going to yell at me for getting on my, <laughs> my anarchist libertarian. I can't, I can't oh, get on my soapbox right now. <laughs> sit go. down, shit given. Stop yep. it. <laughs> sit down, um, shit given. <laughs> so, I was, I was really interested in like the political influence on your work. And I noticed that that came out in 92. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and typically I look at the zeitgeist and like everything that was going on that year was like the Rodney King trial, the riots erupted everywhere. Um, the Exxon Valdez spill, um, is this sort of a response because it's always like this art follow life, life follow art. Where are you with that? Like, I think, you think looking back, I'll be honest. I think in 1992, I was completely just an angry teenager being angry for no reason. The things you're talking about, I remember being somewhat aware of them being that they were newsworthy items, but I don't think, I just don't think they mattered to me. It, it was That's like they were 16, 17. It's just kind of like, Oh, that happened. And it was like, I'm, I'm mad. Cause I'm mad. Why was That's I fair. mad? I think I was just, I think I was an asshole. Like, I think I was an That's asshole. Fair. Like, I'm just angry. So I'm going to make things, to things stupid. So like, I'll talk to my kids now. I'm like, oh man, you're, you, my life sucks. And I tell I'm like, your life is great. So it's like, I feel, I see that in, in my older son where he's in, oh, everything's stupid. My life sucks. And I'm like, your life is really good. You, you sound, <laughs> so I, so I think, you need to stop child. Sit down. Yeah, and, oh, and not oh, to, no, no, and, completely. And, Even the, and, look, the- and, and not to say that, I, I don't care about, you know, things like, I mean, the, those things you're talking about for mine too. Yeah. Like, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but 16, 17 year old Jason. Like you're not really aware. Like, dude, you've got things going on in your body. Yeah. You've got hair growing in places. And <laughs> yeah, I was, and, I, I was well, aware got all sorts of shit going but on. But yeah. I, I, it, it just, to me, like I was aware of them, but I think Captain Eric, it was me just being a negative little jerk that, that could draw, you know what I mean? Like, I'm angry. So I, I don't think there was, I don't think there's any, I think to say that I had some grander scheme would be a lie. Now we mentioned uh dead animal assembly plants, new oh, yeah, logo. Sure. I just sold it, yep. And uh, Sean found a connection to, well, he finds a connection with fucking everything, uh, <laughs> which is I one do. one of the things I love about him yeah, being here like in class. Yeah, he's like a little snoop. Like I worked for a PI for years and then I meet Sean and I'm like, what have I been doing for the, like. <laughs> yeah, Sean connects the dots and, and the finds, and finds these ties. So Sean, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just, I just want to remind you on that one because this one really got yeah, me excited. Yeah, this was kind of cool. Um, like I, I'm a huge fan of like weird art, obviously. Um, but like when you were talking about, uh, your work being used in 2021 for the band dead animal assembly plants logo, um, instantly my mind went to Mothmeister. Yeah. They, they, they work with Mothmeister. Phenomenal. Like he's, he is one of the most incredible, like, just visionary artists. So to know that like they've created, you know, music for his stuff as like a soundtrack and then like hearing it in relation with your work was just really, really interesting to me. Um, so Zach and Rebecca from dead Animal assembly plant, they're married and they, they're kind of like real life, the monsters. Uh, <laughs> they're like incredibly caring people that look like monsters. I love and- that. We, we had kind of talked about doing this thing for a while and then really actually like right as the Marilyn Manson news was going down in like March, it was like, we were trying to put it together. And I actually said to Zach, I said, I can tell you, I said, as a music fan right now, 
I'm like hurting. This whole thing with Manson is just like terrible where it's like, I've supported this guy like my entire adult life. And then it's just like, yeah, he really was like, my mom was right. Being like, right. Ah, yeah, absolutely. And I said, I said, you know, I said, guys, I just feel like shit right now about my love. I'm like, this is like a bad scene. This is not like, Oh, come on. This is like really horrendous. This is legit stuff. like fucked up like R. Kelly. Yeah, and I'm like, can I I'm like, can I ever even support this music? And it was so sweet. They were like, Well, you know, we totally get that and and we just want you to know that, that we're good people and we would never do that to you as a fan. And I was like, I needed to hear that because like yes. I feel I spoke oh, and uh I love Dead Animal Assembly. I think they're really cool. Rebecca is like an insane makeup genius and, and Zach's just I like this. Uh, he's another like off the wall, just like they remind me of old school zombie and Marilyn Manson. And I really wanted to do something cool for them. And uh, they've been using it all over Facebook and online. Uh, so I did, awesome. a, I did a slaughterhouse coat of arms for them. So I did all this research into like how people kill animals and like all the gross tools they use and, so I made a coat of arms with like three wolf heads over a shield with like bone saws and like. I was gonna say I thought I saw that. Yeah, yeah. That's so phenomenal. It really is. It's a hell of a logo. It, it's really exciting, and to be honest, it's just it meant the world to me that that, that they took time to listen to me just kind of like sob about like that that you know that Manson is just like this gross human being. You I'll, know? Dude, I'll be totally honest with you. I had um, the picture disc, the vinyl picture disc of the painting that he did of that, the Johnny cash cover recently. Mm-hmm. I bought that framed it, had it next to my bed. I would wake up every morning and look at that piece and just be like, look, if that motherfucker can do it and he was as fucked up as we all were and he got us through all this. And then I find out that come on, I felt so betrayed, man. Yeah. Like I think that thing I- came, came right off the wall. I got, I, I just I- packed up all my t-shirts this weekend. Like that hurts. I, I, I think we all felt something like that, but I'll tie it back with Mothmeister. So the music that Dead Animal Assembly Plant said to use for the trailer, they said, you can use the Mothmeister music because it's instrumental and we have the rights to it. They're like, you know, we don't have to ask a label. So That's we're actually, so fucking cool. They actually sent me all the Mothmeister music. So we're working with one of the, because the, it's all instrumental. So we're using one of the Mothmeister tracks for the trailer. For the coloring book. <laughs> Did, you catch yeah. that? Did you catch that? They're using the Mothmeister track for the coloring book and now we're here <laughs> like it's all one thing yeah exactly it's a circle <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing I, I would say the reason that i had enough i guess cred and uh ability to work with them was because of the satanic art because that built up such a rep with some of the clients and and some of the art that you know saying hey can i work for you guys and can we connect it was like yeah hell yeah dude you're a hitter Absolutely. like you're, you're doing some really wild stuff so you know, again, and, and it's like you, you attract in intern people. I love dead animals. I think they're really cool people. And look, they're outside the box people. Whether and they, that's I, what I love it. I love that. Whether they actually are like we are Satanists to me that they embody the, the idea of like they're they're living their lives. And you know what? Spoiler: that's when they were little kids, they were probably the ones putting on weird makeup and costumes. Yeah, exactly. They probably haven't changed. Rebecca yeah. was probably putting on makeup and building costumes out of cardboard and glue when she was six. Hell yeah. And that's a great wraparound to how you open the episode uh, is we we all are still, whether we realize it or not, I do not. And I agree with you completely. uh, We, you know, we don't change much 
from when nope. we were children, whether it's our interests, our personality traits, um, dominant characteristics. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, just like we said, this all comes full circle. Um, now, speaking of coming full circle, we did mention how to find you on um, social media and everything in the beginning of the episode. But more specifically, how can our listeners uh, and anybody that comes across this awesome fucking episode that's been so far, how can they support the Satanic Coloring Book? So right now it's August 19th today. So what I have now is a pre-launch link. So if you go to my Instagram or my website or my Twitter, I tried to pin it at the top or just post a ton on these things. So it's easy to find where you can just type in Kickstarter satanic coloring book. And I'm sure you guys will put a link on the show and all that stuff, but probably the easiest way to find my Twitter at Lennox artist. It's pinned at the top. Um, and you would click on the, you know, satanic coloring book one and two Kickstarter link, and you just click a button and then I'm going to launch it in the middle of October. I'm not sure of the exact date at this point. I was planning on launching it on the 15th, which is a Friday, but I was reading about algorithms that that's not a good day to shoot for like a Tuesday. So I'm probably going to launch it on the 19th. So what will happen is when you sign up now, you'll get an email the second it goes live and it'll say, Jason has launched this thing, go back it. And what's really important is to back it on day one, because I also found out from people that are in the know that first 24 hours opens up new people to see it. So if we all get on board on day one and crush the numbers, it will start to open up to other people on Kickstarter, like through organic and like algorithm oh, searches. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever we right can do, man. So, so yeah, so that's the easiest way to find it. Just hit up my Instagram, hit up my Twitter, you know, hit up my website. It's all near the top pinned, uh, you know, and just click on that link, Satanic Coloring Book on Kickstarter. I'm sure if you Google Satanic Coloring Book Kickstarter, it'll pop up too. So, Oh, you're number one. You're the first one that pops up when you type in Satanic Coloring. Boom. Lennox yeah, Art. So, so, so that and Satanic Stained Glass, um, that I'm, I'm big on that Google search too, right? You know. But uh, that's how to find me. And, and seriously, if you're listening to this, and you enjoyed the show, find me and support this coloring book. Let's make it huge. Let, let, let's put a satanic coloring book on the top of the charts for Kickstarter. Let's do it. Absolutely. Now, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, when you go to the Kickstarter page, there is a button to click notify me on launch, and that'll officially follow the campaign. Right now, we're looking at 321 followers. That is fucking awesome. Uh, for this little niche satanic community. Um, and you, you keep yourself relevant on social media. Please continue to do that. It breaks up some of the fuck you, you're wrong. I'm right. And all that shit. So yeah, keep, keep, keep put, keep promoting it. It, it, it makes my timeline look a lot more positive. Hey, friend me on Facebook. The biggest fight on my Facebook page. Now I've been harassing people because I put up nine movies from like, uh, like the eight 1980s. It's like pick three movies and someone picked ET. And I was like, I might have to block you because you picked ET. And- <laughs> Uh, the thing and you know it's so I, I i try to keep my social media fun if you like anime if you like horror films if you like satanism and heavy metal follow me on twitter friend me on facebook there's different stuff on each one but today the big fight is what are the three movies you would have seen in the 80s and it's just there's just i i retweet and i i try to post really fun stuff um i, I really hate the negativity on some of these things so i try to make my spaces places you can go and have a laugh and argue with people about things that you can have fun arguing about um, because that's, we need more of that. So again, find me, follow me, you know, friend me. And I guarantee you, like I'll light up your timelines with cool art, but a lot of fun stuff that we can argue about. 
get me started about live action Akira. That's that's about as angry as you'll see me getting on there. But nah, yeah. man, I can't. I can't talk about that. <laughs> so you're like, we're in the anti-live action Akira party. Yeah. So, so like I said, I try to keep my social media relevant, but I try to keep it fun, man. I don't want people to be depressed or I, here's the thing. I always want everyone to feel welcome and I want everyone to be able to have fun at the table and, oh, yeah. and, and, and have fun things that make you smile to argue about. Like I posted a picture of no country for old men the other day. People were just like, damn dude. And I'm like, <laughs> You know, so I try to keep it fun. And we appreciate it's that. Awesome. And you will always have a reserved seat here in study hall. Uh, no one really, uh, we don't, we never really have a full house. People skip study hall all the time, but uh, we're definitely going to make sure we have a reserved chair for you whenever you want to stop by and chit chat. Right. It could be about Akira. It could be about masters of the universe. It could be about Lord of the cosmos. Uh, you name it. I had a great no, I, time. I, I will ask Jason and Sean never to yeah. bring up, weeb crap on this podcast ever again. No, <laughs> I had a perfectly good art episode planned out and you just had to go to anime, didn't you? No, it's, it's fine. I'm a, I'm a fan of certain animes too. This was, this was really fun guys. Now I'm glad you jumped in Veronica. Um, since this was your baby and I can't thank you enough for, you know, pushing us to do this episode. Um, any final thoughts, anything you want to throw out there before we wrap up? Jason, I want to thank you so much. Um, I, I get behind everything you said 100%. It's so nice to meet another independent artist who has had similar experiences and just the drive to put out something like this. And I, I would go as far to say uh, this particular project has never been attempted before, definitely not within the broader satanic community. So just everything you said, all the work that you put into this, all the collaboration that you were able to, all the collaborative artists that you were able to bring together for this. Uh, this means a lot. When I hit my low points with this community, it's always kind of me and the boys when we're able to talk to independent creators and poets and musicians. Um, that's kind of what we come back at the end of the day for. And nights like this really, really bring me to a good spot. Um, I, I love going home and talking to the non-satanic people in my life about all of these awesome people that I get to work with and, and speak to on a regular basis. So this meant a lot, Jason. Thank you. I, 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 I thank you so much that that was, that's if we can, if I can inspire other people, that's the best compliment that can be given. Thank you so much, Veronica. Thank you. Sean. Yeah. And thanks for letting me be a part of this too, man. This, this was phenomenal. Like again, speaking to other artists is always, you know, something that keeps me going and, and just hearing that, you know, hearing you say some of the same things that I've been preaching for years is, is just amazing. Like letting me know that I'm not that fucking crazy out there that there's yeah, somebody man. else that still thinks the same way. No, you're not. And, and like I said, may, maybe I have enough authority to help people know that, yeah, you're, you're pretty damn cool and keep it going because J Jason approves. <laughs> yeah, keep it up. I mean, like I said, if that, if that, if, if I'm doing that and, and helping you to know that you're on the right path, do it, push and make people uncomfortable. I love it. Fuck it's yes. Amazing. So everybody, if you haven't gotten the message yet, the Satanic Coloring Book Volumes 1 and 2 coming in mid-October. Get your ass over to Kickstarter. Click notify me on launch. Sign up. Follow the campaign. And don't forget. Do not sleep on this shit. Yes. And, you know, don't forget that episodes like this and guests like Jason, uh, topics like this and and just stuff like this in general. This is why we all keep coming back to Satanic Study Hall. So, uh, Jason, once again, thank you so much. Veronica and Sean, 
fantastic job today. Uh, I'm really glad I didn't skip study hall. I will eventually break my perfect attendance record, but I'm glad I didn't do that today. Uh, Jason, Sean, Veronica, hail Satan or Ava Satanis or fucking rock on, whatever you want to say. <laughs> I had a blast. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us, man. And on that note, I think the bell's about to ring. So don't forget to um, hit us up at satanicstudyhall at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. And get on social media and support Mr. Jason Lennox. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you next time. Glass is dismissed.